My name is Marcel Hansen, and you're listening to Small Habits, Big Changes. Let's dive in. What is it that makes you happy? I think most of us have realized that happiness is not a self-perpetuating feeling, that it comes and goes. There's little tidbits of it that pop into your day that make you smile, things that light you up. Think about something right now that you really love doing and that almost every time you do it, it brings you joy. It brings you to a state of happiness. Now, as transient as that may be, that's not enough of a deterrent to not engage in that activity, no matter how long the happiness lasts. Two seconds, two minutes, two days, it's still worthwhile. And if you've built over this year some commitments to yourself, some healthy household habits, something that you are engaging in consistently, daily, then adding these bits of happiness to your schedule should be a breeze. Now, if you're new to the channel and you haven't heard about how you can create hook habits and increase your awareness and commitment to self-care and self-health and emotional and physical fitness, then definitely go back and check out some of the previous episodes that talk about My Stable Table, about getting fit, about committing and becoming accountable and taking personal agency over the outcomes of your life. It all sounds good in theory, but where the rubber meets the road, as they say, is when you actually take consistent action. I don't need to convince you of anything. I'm not trying to convince you of anything, except that you are in complete control over how your life unfolds. It's not the controlling of each and every factor that happens throughout your day. It's not being so rigid that you can predict an outcome. It's about creating enough structure in your day where you can find flexibility within that structure, where you find freedom within that structure, where you don't have to think through each and every action. How much water should I be drinking? How long do I need to work out today? Or how much movement do I need to engage in? Or how many days in advance should I meal prep? Or what time should I go to bed? You don't need to be thinking of these things after you implement healthy habits and you engage in them where they become a part of your routine. They actually become very subconscious to the point that you will outgrow your goals and you will grow within your healthy habits to where adding new habits that you want, whether having them created by hook habit or just adding them to your morning or evening routine or midday routine becomes so much more effortless. It really does. I'm getting ready to take a trip just a couple days and it's the only time all year where my sleep has been disrupted. That's it. The times where it's disrupted and I'm in my normal habitat, if you will, it's easy for me to regain traction and get right back on it and still score, still have a perfect night's sleep because I have the flexibility to just maybe lie in longer in the morning than I would when I travel. I have a little bit more of a game plan. I'm not traveling for holiday. I'm traveling for work. And so the travel in and of itself, because I live on an island, poses a challenge. I have to get a ferry to get off the island. So I typically take like a nine o'clock ferry. So I'm getting up at, you know, six, six thirty, like I normally would leaving the house for seven thirty. I have to travel to the ferry and be there an hour in advance. 
I tell you all these details because that fits right into my schedule. What happens is when a wrench gets thrown into the schedule and I need to make adjustments, I need to adapt to something that's beyond my control, which is the ferry schedule. So in this trip outbound, I need to take the earlier ferry, which is a seven o'clock, which bumps me to leaving the house at 530, which gets me up around, I think I could do five o'clock if I prep the night before. But basically getting up at five o'clock means I'm going to bed in the wintertime. I'm going to bed two hours earlier than I normally would. So I need to be like in bed at like 7.30. And this always is a challenge because then during the day, I need to get all the things done that I want to do. I also need to get my movement in earlier, my hydration in earlier, my meal in earlier in the day. So a lot of things are adjusted when I'm traveling. So I really empathize with those of you that travel, not regularly, but sporadically, but fairly often, because it can really be a challenge. If you travel a lot, then creating your hook habits and your routines through that structure is far more reasonable. But I say all that because the majority of the days, you know, 350 days where I'm not traveling throughout the year, my day is really open and flexible because I've created the structure that happens every day. It allows the rest of the day to really unfold in kind of a magical way. And I want that for everyone. I think it's very doable. There are things certainly that parents of young children have to do in the morning. They have a good checklist going on already. Slowly implementing self-care into that is really important. And I hope for the new year that everybody takes a look at their schedule and their habits and their level of happiness, their level of fulfillment. Are they feeling productive? Are you feeling on purpose that your life has meaning? Because if your habits are not creating an expansive part of you, a part where you can look at these things and make adjustments, then your schedule is restrictive, even though it may feel as though you are free because you have less structure. It's actually quite the opposite. It's a little counterintuitive to think that, you know, the three hours I spend each morning doing the things that promote my wellness and my groundedness, they feel very structured. And most people be like, I don't have three hours free. Yet those same people are watching television or spending four or five hours either on the couch watching TV, playing video games, or on social. You don't have three hours in the morning to prep for having an amazing day each and every day? Okay. There certainly are those people, and I'm not saying that it's an either or. And I choose a three hour. I could probably get it done in 40 minutes mm, or less. But I choose the three hours because three hours feels good to me. I like it. It's leisurely. It doesn't feel overly structured. If I want to cut that short, I can do a a good portion of my healthy habits or my stable table later in the day as well. I like to kick my day off pretty consistently, similar time every day, seven days a week. Even if I travel, I'm staying in that time zone or that time frame. If I'm changing time zones, I still stay up until the sun goes down and get up with the sunrise, similar to how I behave here. And I recommend that because it just 
supports your circadian rhythm. It supports all your hormones remaining in balance. There's so much you can do in just 15 minutes. There's a ton you can do in an hour. I do an absolute unbelievable amount of stuff in those three hours. I get a ton done. And then the rest of my day is virtually free, right? I mean, yes, I'm doing work projects and I have other things on the go, like filming a podcast or meeting with friends or connecting with new clients. However, I have boundless energy for all of those things because of how I set up my day. And that's each and every day, not just like one special day a month or one special day a week or on the weekend, every day. So my push for you, if you're going to do anything for yourself in the new year, is to do it consistently, to book it. Tony Robbins says, you know, you can you think about it, it's an idea, you talk about it, it's something or other. But when you schedule it, it becomes a plan. It's in your calendar. You're going to walk every evening after dinner, 20 minutes. It's in your calendar. Maybe you walk 20 minutes in the morning with the sunrise before you start your day. In your calendar so you can see it. Because what I know is that we in this first world country, we have a lot going on. There's a lot of external stimulus and for a lot of you, internal stimulus, mostly unwanted and undesirable. And so how you can take back your life, the quality of your life, increase the quality of your life, is by doing something consistently for your well-being, for your self-care, for your emotional fitness. I don't care what that is. Just pick something and do it every single day. I think you'll be amazed at the end of next year, a year from now, when you spend 366 days we're going into a leap year. Got 366 days of 2024 to do something for you each and every day. If that is writing morning pages to three minutes as soon as you get up, just journaling out any thoughts, stream of consciousness, whether that is starting your day with 16 ounces or 32 ounces of the best possible quality water you can ingest, whether that's doing 25 push-ups, 25 burpees, 25 sit-ups, 25 air squats every single day. Whether that's calling someone you love every single day on the phone or whether it's writing a letter to someone every single day. Whether it's your future self, whether it's your future child, whether it's a parent that you've lost, a friend that you've been disconnected from, or maybe it's someone that you could actually send in the mail to a friend nowadays. Imagine getting a letter, handwritten letter. Whether it is choosing healthy food each and every day, healthy options, clean, local, whole foods, not in a bag with a barcode, whole foods. Whether it's going to bed between nine and 10 o'clock, it is very doable. And I know it's far removed from most people's reality and it feels like such a stretch. It's not. It can be a stretch, but in a good stretch. Speaking of stretching, stretch every evening between 6 and 10. Get a 15, 20 minutes. I'm up to 60 minutes. I love stretching. And it's necessary to stretch. It really is. But as most of you know, I have been using the Whoop now for a full year, tracking with other biometrics, 
as well. But the WHOOP in particular, just as a year end of what's gone on this year, it's a little early because we're still a couple weeks away from the new year or a week away from the new year. But basically says that I'm in the top 10% of recovery. I have far more green recoveries than yellow. I hit the 99% club this year, which was 99% recovery at least once. And they calculate how the percentage of the perfect sleep that you have. Now, most nights I am at 100%. That means I sleep enough time. It's not accounting for consistency or quality of sleep necessarily, but it does calculate the four sleep cycles and it is telling me whether I've slept enough. Nearly every night is 100% for me. There were a few nights in 2023 that I was less than 70%. Three of them, I believe, were travel days and one was just a late working night, but I had four in 350 some days. Four. It's very doable. And I think that there are probably a lot of people that experience that that don't wear the whoop. And there's plenty of people that don't experience that that do wear the whoop. But having a wearable of sorts does allow you to track and see progress because it does keep your data all year long. So you can see what your January, your February look like compared to your April or May or during the summer months. And it is interesting to see there's a little bit of variation throughout the year. I go to bed a little later, closer to 10 in the wintertime, and I sleep a little later, closer to 7.30. In the summertime, I actually am up quite a bit earlier, sun's rising earlier, and I go to bed typically around 9.30, 9.30. So things do vary over the months. And I think knowing yourself and your habits is the best move you can make to start to make really significant changes. You can't really change what you don't know exists. Someone said once to me, I can't remember the context, but I go in and out of people's homes a lot. And they're not always the cleanest, for sure. People have lots of pets. They have kids. They wear their shoes inside. Someone said to me once, you're not going to clean the surface of an area. You're not going to clean the dirt if you don't see it. So you actually have to look down along your baseboards to see whether there's dust or accumulations of gunk. And I think most people don't. It's not a judgment on them. It's just there is a level of overwhelm right now in the world and in our world that has people incapacitated, really like paralyzed with so much going on internally and externally that they're unable to take action. So they feel. That's why I'm saying the smallest of action, the tiniest of steps, but something you do every single day. Could be looking in the mirror and saying a positive incantation to yourself each and every day. There's a lot of argument of fake it till you make it, or that's not going to do anything. And you know what? For those people that believe that, I believe that is true. If you believe it is worthless, it is worthless. The power is in your belief, not in the action. The action just reinforces the belief. So if you're doing something saying that it's not going to work, that is you fulfilling your self-fulfilling prophecy. The power is given to you. I'm just here to remind you to take it back. 
life can be quite enjoyable, engaging, light, carefree, fun even. It's hard to have fun when you don't feel good, when your body aches. That's why I propose my stable table as a framework of focus, an area of structure around your hydration, around exercise or movement, around nutritious meals and quality sleep. These are the bedrock of emotional and physical fitness. As we inch closer to a new year, and like I said, a lot of you focus on the January being the turning. I actually celebrate Chinese New Year, so I got another month, but I do like to get a running start. I typically start new habits every couple months, if not every month, and run them for a duration and see whether or not they seemed beneficial, whether that's subjective or through biometrics. It's a little tougher when you're doing a number of things, but that's why I try and do them in a trial period. That's kind of an advanced move. It's not something you need to do right out the gate. You just need to choose one thing that you're interested in investing in your time, a few minutes, 30 seconds to three hours, six hours, eight hours, however long you want to spend. You can spend super valuable time. You could spend 30 seconds a day. Very first thing, when you first open your eyes, you can spend 30 seconds right there stretching into your body and just getting your mindset right for the day. 30 seconds, change your life. You could spend 30 seconds, minute, two minutes, just before you go to bed at night as you lay down, your head hits the pillow thinking of the blessings of the day, of how grateful you are for the things that exist in your life. Totally change your life. Blessings, whether they're journaled or spoken or even said to yourself every single day, change your life. Absolute game changer. Takes very little time. And for those of you who say, my head hits the pillow and I'm like out, you need it more than anyone else because that means you are overtired. It should take around 10 minutes to fall asleep if you're just naturally tired from the day, ready to rejuvenate. I used to think that was my superpower, that I could just close my eyes and sleep anywhere. And I realized I was just super active during the day and worked really hard. And so whenever I got that time to lay down or sit down, I would fall asleep. It's a gift that I think my siblings and I got from my dad. I have since changed that. I incorporate more rest and rejuvenating activities throughout my day, how I eat, how I walk, the shoes I wear, who I spend my time with, where I'm at, outside, breathing fresh air. If you had three minutes each and every day, I would recommend a round of deep breathing or box breath works as well. That in the morning, fresh air, find a park bench maybe on your way to work or on your way walking the dog through the park, sit and have just a couple minutes of like conscientious, intentional breath. And you can even do prayer along with that once you get good enough to where you don't have to count your inhalations. You can just breathe into a breath-like prayer. You could do walking meditations. Most of us do walk throughout the day. You don't have to stop to meditate. You can, but there are walking meditations as well. You don't have to spend hours and hours every day taking care of yourself in such an intentional way. But I will say it might start with 30 seconds. It will end up with a lot more time because you'll see that the time that you put in to your self-care will magnify throughout the rest of your life. It is like 
compound interest. It will exponentially grow your ability to be present, your ability to emotionally regulate, your ability to connect with others, to enjoy the very simple things in life. And I would want that for you. I hope that a part of this self-care episode lands with you. I hope you're able to pick up on one thing. If you're struggling with like, what's one thing I would do? I gave a ton of examples in last week's episode. You can check it out. There's about 40 or 50 I didn't get to, but I will touch on those as well. And we'll have one more episode to kick off before New Year. And I hope, I hope that if you're listening, you're able to apply just one or two little things to your life each and every day moving forward today. You deserve that. You are valuable to the planet. And the more you take care of yourself, the more you will enjoy your life, the more people around you will enjoy being with you, and you will be able to contribute more to your family, to your community, to your area at large. And that's an important thing. I wish you well this week. New episode will drop next week. Thank you so much for your time. If you have any questions, you want to join our growing wellness community by text. You can text 206-483-2960. That number is on the outro as well. There's no charge for it. You can get more information there, references for some of the things that I mentioned that I don't go into deep, minute details on. Feel free to shoot us a message. You can also leave a comment here on the YouTube if you're watching us there. And until next time, be well. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel any part of this episode resonated with you, then please consider sharing it with a friend who may also find value in it. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And before you go, did you know we have a fantastic free text community? If you want more bite-sized health hacks and reminders delivered directly to your phone, absolutely free, then text keyword YES to 206 206- 483-2960. Again, that's keyword yes to 206-483-2960. And we'll see you on the inside.